Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. In this week's episode, I explore how seductive it is to play the victim game. I explore how we're surrounded by victims everywhere in so many fields of life. It's an easy road to take to play the victim game, but you pay a big price when you choose to play that game. What is that price? That's what I explore, and your awareness of that price is crucial in your decision-making. I also explore how your self-awareness is so relevant to the decisions you make around this area. Stick around. Lots more. This weekly show is founded on the formula SA plus P equals S, self-awareness, plus passion equals success. Since 1993, when I left my successful legal career after 20 years as a lawyer to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have provoked, inspired, educated people in big conferences, small conferences, on how to access and harness passion for spectacular, extraordinary results. I have shown why it is such a great way to live life when you are pursuing your passion. I have written two books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, both of which are available for you to dive deeply into this crucial topic for your success. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle, the unexamined life is not worth living. So... Each week, I hope I'm provoking you to be willing to examine your life so that you have a life that is worth living. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket. Red, the colour of passion, so that when you see red in cars that go by or red buildings or red signs, it provokes you, it reminds you to ask the question, am I pursuing my passion? Each week I explore one big idea, one big idea because when we are given too many ideas, we don't know what to do with them, so we do nothing. Here's the one idea this week, another idea next week. Over a period of year, by the way, this is episode 62. I've shared 62 big ideas with you so far. And there's more to come. So if you've missed out on some of the earlier episodes, go back because they're not time related. Each week I also share practical resources to reinforce the philosophy, the idea behind the one big idea. I share with you a song whose lyrics might be relevant, a book, some quotes, some humour, a spiritual tip and a health tip. This show is not politically correct. I have no intention of being politically correct And I support certain addictions, one of which, as regular viewers and listeners would know, is coffee. Thank you, Julie. Mm. Ah, the 
the nectar of the gods. Hmm. Love it. So we're not politically correct. This show subscribes to the view that you have a spirit, that I have a spirit, that there's much more to life than what you can see. And I remind you that our vision bandwidth is tiny for the whole visual spectrum of the universe. Tiny. We think we're seeing the universe. We're seeing a tiny bit. Same with auditory. Same with your feelings. Same with your spirit. Unless you've tapped into the amazing resource that is your human spirit. And it's where your passion comes from. Your soul. Your spirit. Your heart. So, before we get into the big idea, a quick review of the week that has just been. And one of the things that grabbed my attention was Naomi Osaka at the French Open, who refused to attend press conferences because she was distressed, because whatever. And it was remarkable how the pile-on happened, and she deserved it because this whole game of playing the victim, I'm mentally distressed, it's thrown about like candy. And when you think about mental distress, you know, this, this, this idea, oh, well, if I'm not, if I'm, if I have the slightest mental distress, then I can be excused. Well, hello, we're talking about a tennis player playing at the highest levels of the world game under enormous stress and tension all the time and a media conference causes her problems. And remember, these media conferences generate interest, media advertising that generates the revenue that Naomi Osaka shares in. So if you are part of an ecosystem, you have certain responsibilities and accountabilities. I was so glad that the pile on happened because it was outrageous what she tried to do. That's my opinion. You see, she tried to play the victim game. Poor me, I'm mentally distressed. Just observe it. The other areas of interest, both in America and Australia, is the education system. Our kids are being taught a lot of crap. And I urge you, as a parent, if you have children, be it a private school or a government school, Make sure you understand what they're being taught, that they're not being taught woke nonsense, cancel culture nonsense, Black Lives Matter nonsense, and the deletion of the Christian foundations of Western civilization. You must take an interest, if you are interested in the future, capabilities and competence of your children. Now, I'm pleased to see Mark Latham in there fighting for the safe schools, against this safe schools issue in New South Wales. And there are courageous politicians around the world who are pushing back against this desire to remove all sense of family, all sense of spirituality, all sense of God or whatever you believe in, and it's only the here and now. And there is a pattern behind it. And it, the pattern, I observe, is to make the state the family so that you don't rely on your family, that you, that you, your commitment is to the state so that you become a good little robotic producer for the state. That's what I observe. And I fight back. I say 
The family is the basic building block of society. If families are functioning and strong and loving, then society works. Education is a crucial element of that. Lockdowns in Victoria, in my home state of Victoria, were continued outrageously. And the use of outrageous language, I want to quote to you from an excellent article by a highly experienced journalist called Steve Price. And he wrote on the Saturday's paper, The language of government is overblown and out of step. At that infamous Tuesday media performance, we had fear-mongering from an economist, a real estate agent, and a union official about COVID-19. Now, you have to ask the question, why all this fear-mongering is happening? I want you to ask that question of yourself and think about it, because the fear-mongering I consider to be outrageous and deliberately misleading to make people scared. It's happening in America, England, all around the world. The fear-mongering industry is alive and well. And then we've got the variants of the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, so many variants. So the push is on for vaccines, but then there are variants. So, of course, any thinking person would say, why would I take a vaccine today when there's a variant tomorrow? That's the conversation that's dominating news. And it demands that you think for yourself. And, of course, that's what this show is about learning to think for yourself, not having the mob dictate to you what you should be thinking. The other thing I want to share with you is that both Julie and I have been exercising. I've exercised every day, Julie, almost every day. Keep exercising, crucial element to keeping this machine of mine and Julie's and yours in great working order. If you don't look after this machine, you will pay a price. That's why I always share a health tip with you. Now, for today's big idea. Before I do, I want you to have a look at our websites, covest.com for corporate programs, corporate executive coaching, and charlescovest.com for details about the self-awareness and passion quest. If you received notice of this show via email, you will also receive notice of the masterclass, the next masterclass coming up on Friday of this week, on the 11th of June. The self-awareness and passion quest can make a massive positive impact to your life. Come and find out what it's all about. You can buy my books, Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance on those websites. You can subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder, and you can download valuable materials that support your journey in life, your journey to your unique success. So, today's big idea is very seductive to play the victim game. It's an easy road to take to play the victim game. Are you playing the victim game? I want to bring to your attention the price you pay when you do. Victims are in the news, in the mainstream media, in alternative media. Victims of car accidents, victims of crime, victims of workplace injuries, victims of rip-offs by big organisations, by big companies, by global corporations, rip-offs. The 
Payne Royal Commission into Banking in Australia showed that large corporations were charging deceased people for their services. Deceased, like it, like it's, it's, it's just as the victim. Black people allegedly are victims. Indigenous people in Australia and America and New Zealand are victims. Poor people are victims. You know, it's great to be a victim. Do you know what you get when you're a victim? You get attention. You get compensation. You get sympathy. Pretty seductive. It's a very easy road to take to blame others for what your experience is of life. You step in a hole at work. You step on a wire. You trip. You sue the company. You're injured. Wasn't your fault. Of course it was. You didn't pay attention. But it's very easy to play that game. I deserve compensation because I lost a week of work because I tripped on a wire. Yes, I wasn't watching. I was on my mobile phone. But it's not my fault. Or even if it was my fault, I don't want to be responsible for it. Because playing the victim game is the opposite of being responsible. You see, I'm responsible for the impact that coffee has on my system. Ah, oh, gosh, that's good. It is easy to be the victim, to play the victim, but you pay a big price when you do this. A big price. As you often do when you take the easy road in your life. You see, it's easy to sit in front of the television and watch TV all night and forget about your responsibilities, forget about the discipline that you wish that you were exhibiting. I speak to so many people who say, I wish I didn't, didn't watch so much TV. It's the easy road to take. I was seduced by television. Blame the TV. Victim game is the opposite of taking responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you can create, you do create your life. The price you pay for playing victim is loss of your capability, is a reduction of your competence, is a loss of self-esteem, is a loss of the ability to take responsibility. You do pay a price when you play this game. And one of my clients told me a story of a workplace victim, allegedly, work, a person who was injured in the workplace who took three years to get compensation, who had to pretend to be in a bad way before it got to court. And in that three years, this person went so far down the plug hole of depression, of lack of confidence, because it happened to be a she, she had to pretend how badly she was harmed. The compensation she got was nothing like what three years of wonderful, productive contribution by her would have been worth. I've advised companies in relation to human resources matters, where people say, I'm being bullied, I've got mental distress, I've got too much stress. And these people 
do not look after themselves when they leave the workplace. They're on drugs. They're on alcohol. They have steps that they could take so that they don't become a victim, but it's seductive, but it destroys their lives. It will destroy your life. And the issue around self-awareness is this. Why on earth would you play the victim game? And what's the decision-making process inside you when something goes wrong? Your self-awareness helps you to say, hmm, I was hurt in this. I was hurt mentally or physically or spiritually. I was hurt. Well, I'm not going to take responsibility. I want to blame somebody. I want to play the victim. What self-awareness does, raising your self-awareness, enables you to stand outside your mind, take your spirit outside your body and go, what on earth is going on in my mind, in my thinking around this? Do I truly understand that me playing victim has a big price to pay? And isn't what is the truth about the harm that's been done to me? And Julie in her office has a wonderful quote from Marcus Aurelius. It goes like this. Choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been. You see, it's a choice. Choose not to feel harmed then there's no need to play the victim game. Your self-awareness, and that's what the self-awareness and passion quest is about, that's what my masterclass that you come to for free is about, is understanding how this self-awareness game works so that you can, deep inside your soul, say, am I truly a victim here or did I create this? And in any event... When you understand responsibility deeply, you learn not to blame anybody for anything. It is so liberating because if you're blaming other people, you've ceased to have control of your life. And this gift that we have of life is such a beautiful gift that playing the victim game, in my view, means you are spitting in the eye of God or the universe that gave you this gift. I say the price is far too big to play. I want to see a whole rethink in society of this litigation game that is great for lawyers that I used to be, but does, in most cases, very little for people. Now, there are exceptions to this, and I accept those exceptions. For example, pollution by a large corporation of a river that impacts on the health of people, that corporation should be made to pay because it's caused damage. But, but you have to be able to get on with your life rather than going, I have to prove how badly I've been harmed so that I maximise my, comp my compensation. It's a important issue. It lies at the heart of successful lives I say to you that no one great played the victim game. That's my proposition for you to contemplate. So, when I think of victims, I'm thinking of the song, 
I want to say that the song this week that I was inspired to share with you is by Roy Orbison. What a wonderful performer. Mmm. Yummy coffee. What a wonderful performer. And the song is Running Scared. And it's an inspiring song because here's a guy running scared, running scared, and then comes the end line. You talked away and walked away with me. It's such a powerful idea that you're running scared and then you have this moment of enlightenment. The book I want to share with you this week is The Threeionaire by Nick Halleck. Make your life an epic, extraordinary adventure. Nick Halleck's story is amazing. The Threeionaire, not The Millionaire. And it just so happens that I wrote an endorsement for this book. But reading books like Nick's book helps you embrace responsibility and not play victim. My quote today is by Albert Einstein, and this also relates to the victim game, of course. Anger dwells only in the bosom of fools. Anger dwells only in the bosom of fools. And it is anger that often drives your decision to play the victim game. Don't be a fool as Einstein would say. My joke. Let's break up before I give you the spiritual tip, the health tip, the joke. And Walmart, Walmart have greeters at their doors for those of you who go to Walmart stores, as do other, uh, as do other stores. And this story goes like this. I love this. Charlie, a new retiree greeter at Walmart just couldn't seem to get to work on time. Every day he was 5, 10, 15 minutes late. But he was a good worker, really tidy, clean-shaven, sharp-minded, a real credit to the company, and obviously demonstrating their older person-friendly policies, especially around a retirement community. One day the boss called him into the office for a talk. Charlie, of course I love this joke because it's about Charlie. I have to tell you, I like your work ethic. You do a bang-up job, but you're being late so often is quite bothersome. Yes, I know, boss, and I am working on it. Well, good. You are a team player. That's what I like to hear. It's odd, though, you coming in late. I know you retired from the armed forces. What did they say if you came in late there? They said, good morning, Admiral. Can I get you your coffee, sir? (laughs) I think that is just spectacularly brilliant. Anyway, my health tip. I've been thinking about toxicity in the environment and my health tip to you is to explore in your house how toxic is your home environment. Many homes are full of modern building materials that emit toxic substances and you can get brain fog because you're nowhere near as clean in your body as you need to be to not have brain fog. So foggy thinking. And so... There are experts who will help you identify toxicity levels in your home, particularly more modern homes. That also relates to toxicity around you in the environment that you're in. You might need to have oxygenated 
an oxygenator in your environment, you might need to drink more oxygenated water, for example. Be aware of toxicity levels in your home. My spiritual tip. If someone has harmed you and you feel like blaming them, forgive them. Think about the circumstances where you have got the anger that Einstein says only fools would have. At a spiritual level, if you don't want to do this per to ring up a person and say, look, I, I'm angry, I was angry at you, but I forgive you. So for some people that's too scary. But in your heart, look at the anger that you hold for other people and let it go. Don't be a victim. Take on Marcus Aurelius's thought. If you choose not to be harmed, you haven't been. So, that's about it. Think how today's big idea can be implemented by you in all of your interactions. Because when you look at this victim, when you look at being upset and hurt by others, that's being a victim. And we do it in tiny microwaves and in big waves. I hope I've provoked you and inspired you to look at your own behaviour, to raise your self-awareness around any propensity you or those around you might have to play victim. Create an environment in your workplace where people don't want to play a victim game. They want to be inspired by the responsibility game. I work with teams that become ever more able to take responsibility rather than being a victim. I again invite you to visit our websites. Please subscribe to this podcast or to the YouTube channel. Please share it with your friends and family if you think it's worthwhile. I hope you do think it's worthwhile. I think it's worthwhile. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. And I've had wonderful feedback from many people over the course of the previous 61 episodes. I've had some people who've been upset by what I say. So be it. Don't forget to look into buying my books, Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance. You can contact me anytime on charlesatcovest.com for thoughts, suggestions of topics you would like me to explore. And until next week, may your week be a week of passion, of challenge, of a willingness to take responsibility, of a willingness to fight for what you believe and not play the victim, and liberate yourself from the depressing game that can be so seductive, but you know will only lead you down a miserable life. Live a great life. Live an extraordinary life. Live a passionate life. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Bye. Thank you.